Hi friend, I'm Rye Myers, your Broadway and Entertainment BFF, and thank you so much for listening to Live with Rye, the podcast. After launching Live with Rye in the fall of 2020 as a digital live stream talk show on YouTube and in the height of the pandemic, and after literally almost everyone calling my digital talk show your podcast, I figured it was finally time to put these episodes in podcast form. So here you go. These episodes, which you will listen to, are from over the last two years, starting from fall 2020 through the beginning of 2022, so some of these episodes may focus on topics and events that have already occurred. Consider it your official Throwback Thursday podcast, if you will. But, my dear friend, that's not all. Stay tuned for exclusive new weekly interviews with some of the best and brightest names in the Broadway, pop culture, and entertainment business, because I am your Broadway and entertainment BFF, after all, and I have interviewed some of the biggest names in show business from Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Award winners, so you definitely will want to stay tuned to see who I have next. I hope you get value out of this podcast, and so as they all say before every podcast episode, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure to leave a rating and review. But I ask that you please leave a kind review and rating, and listen, if you didn't like an episode, the world does not need more of your negativity, so just don't leave a review then. Anyway, enjoy the podcast, and let me know who you'd like to hear. XOXO, Ryan Myers, talk show host, producer, and your Broadway and entertainment BFF. Enjoy the episode. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Live with Rye. I'm Rye Myers, your Broadway and Entertainment BFF, and I'm so thrilled you're joining me. Just a quick programming note, this uh, episode was pre-recorded, just so you know. But listen, I still have a big favor to ask of you. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and subscribe to my YouTube channel so you never miss an episode of Live with Rye. You get notified every time I go live, every time I post a new video or a new video uploads. I've done some new um, product reviews as well, so definitely good to uh, subscribe. So subscribe to my YouTube channel. And if you're watching us on Facebook, as always, give me a heart or a like. And listen, I love being able to bring you some of the best interviews with some of the best people in the entertainment, pop culture, and Broadway world, being able to bring you content from my live digital my live digital show and my live in-person show, Live with Ryan Friends on Broadway that I do on Thursday nights. But I can't do it without your help. So if you are so inclined, please go to www.ridethenewsguy.com slash donate, which you'll also see scrolling across the bottom of your screen. Or if you want, you can scan this fancy QR code right here if you're watching on a um, computer, and that will take you to it as well if you want. So I'll leave that up for one second. But again, you'll see it also scrolling. You'll also see my Venmo scrolling across the bottom of the screen, which is basically what that link was um, at rye underscore Myers. So if you are so inclined, Please feel free to drop me a donation of any amount, and let's continue to keep uh, RideTheNewsGuy.com and Rye Entertainment up and running. I love being able to follow this too. So with that, I'm so excited to talk to my very special guest today. Oh, she is a talent, a powerhouse, and she has done so much. I'm really excited to talk with her. She's somebody who I've wanted to interview for quite some time and thrilled that she's taking the opportunity um, out of her time. She's very, very busy right now being on Broadway. So please help me welcome the incredible Nakenji. Hey, Nakenji. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. We are, uh, you know, it's getting a little cold here, but we're good. <laughs> yes, I'm noticing a little mark on the screen. Is that like my screen? Is there like something there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's the green screen, uh, it's the green screen um, effect. Oh, let's it's, see. Yeah, it's a, 
if you go, if you go to, I don't want to make it too stressful for you, but if you go to settings <laughs> and if you yeah. scroll down to uh, the bottom where the, where the green screen is, there's like a, um, there's like a fade thing and you can move that up or down. Um, if you want to. Oh, wow. Okay. Hold on. Let's, Ooh. Oh, now I'm gone. Oh, okay. I think that's good. Wow. Okay. And all of you people who are watching this just experienced that fade in and out. <laughs> it's the beauty of live, like live theater. It's the beauty of live, you know, um, interviewing it's absolutely know, it's as if you know you know sometimes when you're singing or you're on stage and you have like a mascara off or a <laughs> lipstick that's like over there and you never know until you actually go back to the dressing room so at least at this moment i was able to do this without that big old mark on my right. cheek for the entire interview <laughs> yeah exactly exactly well speaking of dressing rooms and on stage caroline or change just opened on broadway for previews and uh is now in previews what has that experience been like to bring back this incredible revival if i'm not mistaken you're starring as the moon correct yes i am i am it's such an incredible show um there's wow um the the content is beautiful the writing's great um there's so many different musical styles throughout the show from beginning to end um and it's just really wonderful to be a part of such a great cast and a great theater and a, a great um, community. You know, we we were about to open in previews uh, when Broadway shut down. It was the night of our final dress rehearsal. Uh, so we were quite devastated when they made the announcement that we couldn't continue with the dress rehearsal. We all thought we were going to be back in a couple of weeks, maybe a month at the most. And... Uh, Lo and behold, the pandemic hit all of us worldwide. And 18 months later, we're just so happy that Broadway is back officially. And Roundabout Theater has been so loyal to the show. And so they they had the set still sitting on the stage, <laughs> covered it up while they were doing renovations. I mean, it was really amazing. Like, talk wow. about like, loyalty. And uh, we just... We've been doing previews for a week now. We're so excited. We've been performing to sold out um, audiences and it's just, it's a ride. It's a really great ride being a part of this. And as the moon, I get to fly on stage in a bubble. I have my own bubble. It's great. <laughs> so uh, I figure like if there's going to be any stage that I fly over, it should be Studio 54 because of all the history. So, yes, I totally agree that that is very right. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, and for those who may not know or may not be familiar with the show, just give us quickly, what is Carolina Change um, about for those well, who may not Yes, well, Caroline or change. Um, it's it's about a it's about two families actually. A uh, a black mom who is uh, back in the sixties, and uh, she is working as a maid to this Jewish family. Um, there's a lot of um, you know, the things that were going on during the sixties, uh, working for thirty dollars a week as a maid, um, and. The, the son, Noah, you know, has this connection to Caroline, even though she says, I'm never nice to you. Um, but there's there, there's um, this concept of change. You know, the, the mom um, is very upset that the little kid 
keeps change in his pocket. And so she told Caroline that, well, you know, if uh, anytime you find change in the pocket, you can keep it for yourself. If it's a penny or a dime or a nickel, you know. Um, and so, of course, you know, Caroline's like, uh, I don't want to take change from a child. But I think it was kind of the mom's way of trying to help out in a way, you know, trying to be nice, trying to trying to connect with Caroline, right. um, never really getting that connection together. And uh, sadly, there was a there's a big fight between Caroline and the young boy, Noah, because um, one of the change that was in his pocket was a $20 bill, which was huge in the 60s. So you you see you see the chemistry um, and the tug of war and all these and everything that's around her world. So everything that's a part of her world, like the washing machine and the moon and the dryer have all taken lives of characters. And so as the moon, I'm sort of like the overseer, kind of seeing how things are happening, knowing how things are going to happen, but still kind of sitting aside and, and watching the, the, the events, the, the results of it. Um, so it's in a way um, kind of like an overseer, but then also being a part of it as well, really trying to create that change in her heart, trying to create that change with the rest of the family members and, and the characters that play a major part in Caroline's life. That is a very long explanation of the show, <laughs> but it's it's so it's so important for people to understand, um, you know, the concept of the show, and and I feel like the show was really, um, you know, um, ambitious during the time that it opened originally, and now it's it's so relevant to what we are still dealing with in our time of of wanting to be treated fairly and and the equality between the races and the religions and all of that. So it's it's sad that a show that's written in the 60s is still very relevant to what is happening in our life. But uh, it's just very, it's one of those shows that you're going to cry and you're going to laugh and you're going to cry again. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I have. I am hoping to get there in the next week or so. I have to buy my hip ticks um, for yeah. it. I have just been, this last week and a half has just been a absolute, I don't even know where the week has gone, but I am so excited to see it. I have had friends who are raving about it, who have gone. So I'm so, so excited to see it. Um, and cannot wait to be back in you know Studio 54 for the I theater. know, it's such a great theater. It's so intimate too, you know, um, yeah. as the moon, I get to, while I'm flying on stage, I really feel like I can touch the audience members in the mezzanine. So there wow. really is not a bad seat in that house, you know, no. in the orchestra or the mezzanine, you really get to see um, the set and the, the different, different levels of from upstairs and downstairs and it rains on stage. It actually rains on stage during. Wow, wow. So it's, it's amazing. It's a wonderful production to be a part of. Everybody in that cast is singing for the gods. Exactly. <laughs> and so they should be. Yes, uh, they should. I agree. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, what can we expect to see from uh, this production of this new revival? Um, well, I, you know, there's there's so many wonderful things that happened in um, the original and, and you know, with George Wolf being the director of that production. And, you know, I, I feel that Michael um, has really uh, 
taken a whole different vision with it and, you know, not, not repeating what was done, but right. having a, a new vision, a new level of understanding. Um, a lot of these, you know, characters that were kind of behind the screen in the original production now actually come to life where they're like front and center on the stage with Caroline and, and being a part of her world, like fully. And so that's, that's a very big difference between um, the shows. I also feel that it's very, um, some of the, the costuming is very um, futuristic in a way, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so you have this juxtaposition of, um, of the, of the sixties with like, you know, this new century all kind of mixed in one. I mean, that's my take on it. Everyone has their own vision and their own take on it, but that's my take on it. And it's really wonderful to see uh, the fact that the moon is flying on stage uh, seems, seems something that should be done because it's the moon, right? Um, so it's, it's wonderful to be able to, to be able to have, um, have this this feeling of being up in the air and really being the moon, you know, and there's a lot of references from the characters where they're talking about the moon and they're looking up at me and I'm looking down at them. And like, we really get this connection, even though I'm not on stage, there is a moment where there's a kind of like this dream sequence at the end of act one, where I get to go on stage and I land on stage um, to the kids and, and we become part of this dream sequence of Caroline with money flying up in the air. And it's just really, really, really wonderful. Oh, I love that. Well, if that's not a reason to go see it, then it, I mean, I don't know what is. I'm really uh, so excited to see it. And I hope everyone out there goes and gets their tickets as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they may yeah. even get a, a a dollar or two, you know, that's coming off of the stage. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, and they walk away with some money. So let's take me back. Let's start from the beginning. How did you get started as a singer and start um and starting originally with opera training and getting into musical theater? How did you get started in that um, career path? Yes. Well, um, I it was kind of like a a back and forth scenario. So when I was a kid, I um, wanted to be like the next Whitney Houston. Um, <laughs> and I got into music at the age of probably three or four. I got exposed to music through dance and music and singing kind of came last. Uh, I was doing auditions for my fifth grade class play, playing the piano for uh poor sweet baby auditions and my fifth grade teacher Barbara um, Hartnick had heard me and she said well you're going to be our patty and I'm like what <laughs> and I sang poor sweet baby to Charlie Brown and got a standing ovation as a 10 year old in the Bronx PS 95 and that was a big deal that was a big deal I was like yeah. oh I like this I like that feeling. <laughs> wow, I can make this many people happy. This is amazing. I want to do this for the rest of my life. And that is kind of how it started. And um, I went to Harm School of the Arts for training and uh, love going back to Harm School of the Arts. It's, it's an amazing school. And then went to LaGuardia High School Performing Arts. I did the whole like New York thing, absolutely New York. LaGuardia High School Performing Arts, 
Manhattan School of Music, my bachelor's, went for my graduate studies at the Juilliard School. Wow. I, um, I wanted to be Whitney Houston. I wanted to learn all the riffs. My teacher at Homs for the Arts found the, the voice for an opera singer that I didn't know anything of, was never trained or educated in classical music outside of, you know, the piano and dance that you right. hear, but it's not something that I was pursuing. And I started, you know, learning languages and singing Italian art songs and German leader and French chanson. And next thing you know, I was wanting to be an opera singer and perform at the Metropolitan Opera House, still a dream of mine. And, and then I went to college and during the summer times, I would sing in festivals in Italy and Israel and Austria. And oh I decided to pursue this like full time. And after I graduated, I was singing at City Opera, Vienna, Kama Opera, Virginia Opera, Seattle Opera, you name it. I was there. I was doing the circuit. <laughs> and I got an opportunity to sing Three Modivas, which was looking for opera singers that sang in eight styles of music. And I thought, oh, well, that's fun. Mm -hmm. I'd love to do that. <laughs> and that kind of transitioned me to the Broadway world because that was like my first equity contract. Oh. And people heard me sing in the other styles of music. And then suddenly I got connected to a Broadway agent and started doing Broadway auditions. And it was like kind of like a seamless kind of by accident. Oh, if I'm not doing an opera, I will audition for a Broadway show. <laughs> it was that type of thing. And then suddenly Broadway kind of took over <laughs> and I still do opera. I still do lots of symphony concerts where I mix opera and theater. And I'd love to do an opera, you know, sometime in my future. But right now I'm busy doing Carolina Change. And my role gets to kind of use the best of both worlds. Uh, there's a lot of um, parts in my role that is very classically oriented. I'm singing really high. And then there are other parts where I get to just belt it out. So it's really like a perfect combination of both my worlds into one role that I get to do on Broadway at Studio 54. That's, wow, that's really, really special and incredible. And what a great journey you've had from, you know, doing literally the New York uh, theater scene of Juilliard and uh, School of Music and LaGuardia all the way up through um, now and just sort of the great twists and turns you've taken with opera and musical theater and right. everything between. What an, a special um, a special career it's been. Thank and I know, you. Opera. I know you'll be at the opera soon. I mean, you're busy now, but I know you'll be- Come on, Matt, give me a call. Yeah, I, I know you'll be performing in there soon. I can, I'm, I'm, I'm sure about that. Yes. So, Tell me a little bit more about your vocal coaching. I know you're a vocal coach and, um, you know, you help obviously students uh, vocally, but what do you offer and how can students um, learn from you? And are you currently taking on new clients if someone is looking? Yes. Um, you know, not this very second because we are in rehearsals and previews, but once we open, which is just around a corner, October 27th, my days will free up so that I can take on a few more students. I do have a vocal studio of uh, select few students that 
I work with, you know, some of my days off Mondays, <laughs> my only, so there's never a day off really. Um, yeah. But I love my students and I'm always there trying to support them. I, my goal is for healthy singing. Um, I know there's my training. I've been trained to bel canto technique. So, you know, that's not really something that musical theater singers are used to hearing about. So, but for me, I was trained classically. And then with that classical training, it has strengthened my voice, my stamina, um, my control, my um, intonation, everything. And, and then that allows me to cross over. So I'm all about having a solid technique and a solid foundation mm -hmm. first and foremost, so that you are not just a fly by night singer that lasts for like one or two productions and then you've lost your voice or you have notes or what have you, all the scary things that us singers experience or are warned not to do <laughs> because you want to have a, you want to have longevity in your career. And so for me, I'm about support. I'm about um, making sure that sound is crystal clear about um, making sure that your interpretation that you are a full like actress or actor in that piece. Like you are telling a story, you are connecting to that person. Um, it's like, I call them like every song is like a mini opera because operas are so, um, or mini show, you know, because you're telling the story from beginning to end. And even if that song has started in, you know, the middle of a show, you have to have backstory to lead you up to where you are emotionally in that, that song. And so I'm, I'm very much about the, the technique and also the artistic interpretation and presentation. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's all about how you present yourself as an artist um, and as a musical technician. Um, I, I think that it's, I, I kind of coach my students on everything from, just not just technique, but an interpretation, but what are you going to wear for your audition? And how, like, what is your presentation? Because when you walk in there, you have one chance to make an impression. And as we all know, casting is never based on, you know, um, something specific. Like it, it varies on multiple layers. You know, it's either you might be too tall or too short. Or, you know, <laughs> they're looking for a, a different personality for that role. So I also want to encourage people that like, you know, it's, it's not about the nose. It's about the making impression for an audition so that you may not be right for that role for that production, but that casting director is going to remember you and that director is going to remember you for something else that you're absolutely perfect for. So never take an audition or an interview for granted. I think that is such, such great advice and such, and so wonderful. You offer all of that. You know, it's, that's really important. I've heard from people, you know, industry who do that well or singers and just talking about the importance of maintaining the vocal health and the stamina and, you know, understanding the character that you're taking on in the song. And as soon as you walk in the door, so, you know, that's really wonderful. And, um, and I'm sure your students get a lot out of that. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm, I'm tough on them. <laughs> and in a good way in a good way yes, you know, this yes. business is not for the the week <laughs> it's not for the week 
And no. when you are ready to get into this business, you want to be absolutely prepared on all the levels that you need. And as we know, in this business, you're always learning. So never um, take things like so seriously or beat yourself up on a mistake. Like the, 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 the professionals that are making the big butts make mistakes, you know, and that's just how it is. That's what's so great about live theater, right? Once it's out, it's there, you know, and uh, you, you flub on a word, you flub on a note, whatever, you know, you continue and you, you, we do this because we love it. And, and I think audience members love it when, you know, our authenticity comes out in these, oh, yeah. you know? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Well, uh, looking at what's behind you, the fabulous fan of projects that you are working on are, have are involved with. Talk to me about the musical, <laughs> musical Dorothy Dandridge, Hollywood sepia goddess that you have created. Yes, well, Dorothy Dandridge. Oh, it's this side. <laughs> My hair is very big today, so uh, it's kind of hard to see all Love of these it. shows. But yes, the fan is of uh, the projects that I'm working on. Um, you know, as we know, the uh, uh, Carolina Change is a limited run, but um, as as artists, we are always jumping from show to show, making new families and friends from show to show. But for me, um, you know, I'm a performer, but I'm also a creator, and I love creating shows. I love writing. I love producing. And Dorothy Dandridge is a show that. I conceived many years ago. Um, I I love her life. I love what she represents, um, her beauty, her talent, everything about her I'm in love with. And I realized that no one had made a musical of this great Dorothy Dandridge woman who was the first African-American to receive an Oscar nomination in leading actress for Carmen wow. Jones. Uh, she performed internationally. Um, she did movies, you know, here in the States, movies uh, abroad. Uh, she did amazing acts, you know, um, throughout hotels all around the world. I mean, she was beautiful on and off screen and was a mom as well. And so I really loved uh, the Holly Berry movie of Dorothy Dandridge and I really wanted to take it a step further and put it on stage and make a celebration of this great woman who had knocked down so many doors and broke so many ceilings um, as a black woman in the 60s. I love that. that I think that is incredible that you uh, have done that. And I, I'm sure it's going to be absolutely incredible. Um, it is. You know. We have an incredible creative team. We have yeah. uh, Trey Ellis, who is the writer. And wow. we have Shelton Becton, who is a composer. And both Shelton and Trey are the lyricists. And we have wow. Tamara Tooney as the director. And so we're just so excited and, you know, working on bringing it to New York City very soon. Stay tuned. I love it. I Well, I love that. It's going to be awesome. And, you know, very excited to see what comes at. You're also working on a new script called, I believe, Black Butterfly for television, right? Black Butterfly. Yes. <laughs> More about that. Now it's in the television space. That's exciting. Is that something new for you? Yes, it's absolutely new for me, but I love it. Um, you know, as we all know, there's so much content that you can take in through television. Mm -hmm. 
And the black butterfly was a concept that I had um, many years ago. And I, at a BET awards um, ceremony, there was a young lady that was a recipient of one of the awards and they had, um, they had performances of their shows. And I just walked up to this woman, Mary McCollum, and I told her of my idea and introduced myself to her. And we both hit it off immediately. And wow. we both created um, the script for Black Butterfly based kind of loosely inspired by my life and my mother's life, actually. And it's about a, a young woman who um, had kind of gave up on her career, single mom, and uh, working in her mother's agency, and finally gets the opportunity to pursue a graduate degree at the Juilliard School. And she is from Florida, and she is handling a double life, basically, trying to manage um, her relationship with her fiance, who mm -hmm. has taken over and is watching her child <laughs> in Florida while she's in New York trying to pursue her dreams and all the, the tosses and turns and journeys that she has to go through to be able to truly make her dream come true. And the concept of this show is really about dreams do not have deadlines and just in inspiring everyone and the struggles behind this life that she's living, the struggle be behind her mom's life. Um, who is a businesswoman, but is also suffering from depression and just things that we all as humans have to go through on a daily basis. This, this show kind of touches on all of those different things. That sounds like a really exciting concept and script. I mean, even you describing it to me, I was, I'm so enthralled, so excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... a dramedy. It's a dramedy musical. So yeah. it's TV, it's like a I always say it's like, cause you know, we've, we've been exposed to different shows now. So I say it's like a mixture of Ally McBeal, um, Smash and Empire. It sounds like I can't, I can't wait for it to be on a television screen or a, a streaming service or whatever, because I'm very excited to see that. That's, it's a great um, storyline and a great plot. It's very exciting. So yes, that's thank wonderful. you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, what is the update with that? Is that still in, in the works? Is there anything you well, can Well, we did, we did a Zoom presentation of the pilot with a Moss Musical Theater during the pandemic because no one was doing anything um, live. And um, Gina Goff from Gina Goff Productions is a co-producer with me on this. And wow. we currently have some wonderful networks that are reviewing the the pilot as we speak, showing some interest. So we're keeping our fingers and our toes crossed. Well, I'm crossing them for you as well. All of the toes and fingers are crossed here because that, <laughs> that sounds really exciting. I hope so. Wow. Yeah. So what was it like to, going back sort of um, on the Broadway scale, what was it like to originate in the original cast of Motown? I know you've spoken about before that you're close with I believe Barry Gordy and how did that relationship form and uh, what's the best advice he's given you? I know you've spoken that he's a mentor to you. Yes, he is. Oh my gosh. It's so funny because he literally called me uh, yesterday when I was in the dressing room <laughs> and I had called him, you know, just checking in on him. You know, I like to check in on him to make sure he's okay. He's healthy. He's doing good. And um, he called me and I said, Oh, Mr. Gordy, you know, I'm about to go on stage soon. 
And uh, he says, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm just calling you back and, you know, so proud of you and let's get, you know, let's talk later. And then I hung up the telephone and I made a joke, you know, um, to, to my roommates, uh, my castmates, uh, the two ladies sharing my dressing room. And I said, oh, you know, that was just Barry Gordy calling me, you know, it never gets old, Barry Gordy. They were like, what? Barry Gordy was, that was Barry Gordy on the telephone? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so now I know that next time he calls, I have to make sure that they know so they all can be like, we love you, Barry Gordy. Oh. <laughs> because they so wanted to do that. And like, he's a legend. He, he started Motown. He, he, he's discovered all these amazing artists that are like, you know, that, that we, we, idolize now you know yeah. still listen to their music and um i i met through met mr gordy actually through a a guy who actually heard me singing um motown um in the sporting club at monte carlo and told me that he knew barry gordy and barry gordy needed to hear me and here's my card give me a call it was like literally that type of scenario of course, I followed up with that and um, met him, sang for him. And then soon after that, he was uh, doing the Motown musical. So I knew him before he had started creating Motown musical mm -hmm. and was was there like watching Motown being created as he was writing it with, um, and the team of people that was working with him and inspiring him. And it was really, I mean... Being able to witness that was just a lesson right there, you know, <laughs> to yeah. see the creation. I think that was probably one of the things that inspired me of wanting to create my own shows. You know, um, yeah. I've been so used to auditioning for a role and then you get cast in a role and you start rehearsals and that's how it happens, you know, mm -hmm. and being able to be behind the scenes watching the process and how hard it is, but how much passion is put into it. It, I was a goner. I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm here for all of this now. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. need to start from the beginning, you know, and be able to create something that you can really like say, this is my own creation. And it, it was fascinating. And being, being part of that Motown team with um, Charles Randolph Wright uh, directing and um, Ethan Pop is the music supervisor and um, Joseph Joubert was music director. I mean, it was like, you know, a, a dream team to begin with. Oh. And the cast was amazing. I mean, it's just, it was a big family. I actually had a maternity leave during Motown and came back to Motown. With oh my God. <laughs> so it was, it was wow. quite a, a ride, a wonderful, wonderful ride. I love that. Yeah, everyone that I that has that I've spoken to who's been a part of it or, you know, has has touched the show in some way has said what a ride it was and how how special it was. And what a special thing for you to be so close and have such a bond and a mentorship with Barry Gordy. I mean, that is something that um, you know, I assume is very rare. I mean, you know, that he's Barry Gordy, right? And uh yes. <laughs> obviously shows how special you are and you know how much he believes in you that you have him really on speed dial, you know? Yeah, no, he's I he's he's given me such great advice and um and 
and just knowing, you know, his story, there's a story where he said when he was just starting, it's before he started Motown. Um, and maybe me, many people might have known this story too, but I just remember him saying how um, when he was trying to sell his songs, you know, and, you know, then he'd, he'd get his songs sold, but, you know, they weren't really, you know, might've been like on the B side or whatever, or someone, or he'd like sign off on some bad contract and, you know, they owned his song. He had no right to his song anymore. Right. Oh, and he yeah. would always say, well, I can always write another hit. Wow. I was like, but that, but because he lost the ownership of that song, that song put him on the market people knew who he was like it was you know it was put on a a great artist and so suddenly his name was out there and even though he didn't have the rights to that song he was like i can always write a new song i can always write a hit song you know the point is to get it out there you know and i was like wow okay because i feel like everyone in our time is always expecting something for you know like oh you want me to do this well i need this i need yeah. the world you need to give me the world if you want me to do one thing <laughs> and it doesn't always happen that way from the very beginning you know as they always call like you know like you know um you know paying your dues in a way you know it's like he like mr gordy paid his dues you know before yeah. he got to the point of being like the you know founder of motown and we all i think it's just kind of taking things in in perspective and also just watching him work and and being a creator of things as i mentioned before was definitely a big big influence on how i look at things now moving forward how special that is just incredible and did you get to meet anyone else during that time i believe you also you were playing mary wells in that right well, playing mary wells sadly met mary wells you know has, has passed many yeah. years before but i I got to, um, before Motown started, actually, <laughs> I got to meet Smokey Robinson because I sang at the inauguration um, ball for President Obama, and which was set up by Mr. Gordy. And so we, Smokey and I were on the same program for the commander in chief, along with Josh Groban and Jordan Sparks. And oh that's how I met Smokey. And then when I finally did the, the actual musical, I got to meet, um, I got to meet, uh, who, oh my gosh, Murray Wilson, um, Diana Ross, Stevie yeah. Wonder. Oh my gosh, you name it. They're all coming out. They were all coming out to see wow. that show. And, and, you know, and then of course, all the amazing celebrities that came backstage, like Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah Winfrey. And, you know, oh my God. The, the list goes on. You're just like going through all the pictures. You're like, oh, my God, I get, a, get my like shot with these these amazing people who who actually, you know, loved our performance and, you know, grew up on this music. So it's Ooh. it was really wonderful to see that oh. connection. Wow, that is that is so so special. I love that. Um, yes, I meant you're right, Mary Wilson. Well, I was I got her and Mary Wells confused. I apologize. I no, no, it's fine. No, Mary Wilson was you know who you know passed away uh, this yes, year, yes. but she was part of the Supremes and Mary Wells, yes. as as Mr. Gordy would call it, the first queen of Motown. She but. was the first female artist to cross Motown over to the pop charts. With wow. Michael with my guy. Smokey Robinson wrote that song for her. I love that. Yeah, I had so I 
I turned them both around. So apologies. No, it's okay. It's nothing. You could tear me away from my God. I've been made famous by, uh, well, I mean, it was made famous by her, but then we saw many inclinations, including talk about Whoopi Goldberg uh, in Sister Act when they uh, they changed it to my God, but it was still that. Yes, yes. which probably made the song even more famous because then people knew it was, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yes. Motown music is so relevant even till today. It's amazing. It is. It is. Uh, As we wrap up here, what advice do you have for singers today that will help them succeed professionally, whether they're just starting out or, you know, they're brand new to the industry? What is your advice for them? Oh, wow. Well, I would say there's so many different things, um, singers need to do to kind of prepare themselves um you're never going to be absolutely prepared you know you're just gonna have to go out there like obviously you want to go out there with the advice of your teachers and your mentors um having a a team of people a village of people that support you is so important um anybody who is not going to give you positive energy or is going to put you down you need to kick them to the curb immediately yeah. because this business is is about trying to um get through trying to open all the doors possible um believing in yourself i always say that um the way you treat yourself mm-hmm. is an example of how people need to treat you so you have to treat yourself with respect you have to um, treat yourself with the utmost of self-care, take care of yourself, um, not just your voice, but your entire body. Um, be be conscious of, of how you present yourself. Like people see all those different things, whether it is in person, whether it's through social media, whether it's in any facet, there's so many different platforms now that people can look you up, right? <laughs> and so- Branding is very important. Like start looking at how you want yourself to be branded. So when you go to, let's just say, not everyone comes out of school with management and agents ready to sign them, right? Yeah. So you, um, when you're in school, when you're training, people don't realize that networking with your teachers is a good thing. Teachers yeah. have connections. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know, don't be nasty to those teachers. Don't suck your teeth. Don't like, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. Um, that might not be good for your career because t- they talk, you know, and I know a lot of teachers that will recommend my teacher at Manhattan School of Music, Edith Burst is the one who recommended me for my very first orchestral concert. I sang with Westchester Philharmonic and it was because my teacher, rec- she knew the conductor. And they said they were looking for a new artist. And so it's just, it can happen at any time, any place. Always be as ready as you possibly can so that when that opportunity knocks, you are ready to open the door and take it in and embrace it and be ready for it. Um, I I think that, as they say, kindness is free. <laughs> so always be kind, you know, always. treat people the way you want them to be. Treat people the way you want them to treat you. Um, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I know that I have had my my sassy days in the past too, and I'm like, oh my god, that was the old Mackenzie. Because you know, we get into this trend of right. you you watch people do things, and you're like, oh, I can do that too. And 
no, 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 don't, don't take that advice. <laughs> but it's, it, it's a learning, it's, it's a learning thing. And don't be, don't be afraid to apologize, you know, um, and, and say that you're wrong and, and don't, and be able to take um, constructive criticism and also know the difference between whether someone is giving you constructive criticism or they're just trying to be mean. <laughs> You're like, mm, that was unsolicited. So I'm going to just take that. All those pages of advice that you gave me that were actually really nasty and push that aside and not allow that to falter my spirit, right? So it's, <laughs> it's just... It's, it's, it's a wild, it's a wild, wild world. It's a ride that is going to have its ups and downs. And you have to know that, that um, it's never going to be perfect, you know, um, just be the best that you possibly can be and be, be intelligent enough to know who to trust around in your circle and who to take advice from. And, and just have to, you have to be a solid in your head and in your heart, just be a good person, you know, and work hard, work hard because people see the work when you are doing the work, they see the work, they hear the work, they, you know, and, and it's, it just takes you a whole different level of respect, you know, and you want to have the respect from not just your directors and the casting directors, but you want to have the respect of your colleagues. Which is very important. You are saying all of the right things and I agree with everything, even though I'm not a singer and performer, everything you have said is is so true for any industry and it's a, a lot of what other people have echoed on this show as well. And I really agree. And as you said too, even with teacher part, you know, I know the kids say, kids these days, but kids today, you know, sometimes are maybe not. <laughs> the most respectful to teachers or professors. But as you said, you never know who they know and as you know, who they speak with. And, um, you know, they could very well help you get uh, a break or uh, get a big break or, you know, get somewhere like yours did with you for um, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or lose a job because of it, because someone may say, I I heard that you're working with so-and-so. How is, how is she or he to work with? Like, and then if they say something bad, there you go. You need to get that phone call because right. you weren't exactly. nice <laughs> or you yeah. weren't professional, you know? So it's, yeah. it really, it's a small circle. It really is a yeah. very small circle. I, I recommend friends all the time to jobs, like all the time. Like, I'm just like, I Love can't that. do this, but oh, you need to hear so-and-so. She is going oh. to lose the roof, you know? So right. you colleagues are recommending each other, you know? So it's, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that you just have to um, be focused. The prize, get your eye on the prize and you don't need to knock people down to get to it. I bring everybody together, bring them along, bring them along the journey, right? There's plenty of roles, plenty of shows. There are enough for all of us, all of us to work. I could not agree more with that. Nikenji, you are so right. Before we go, tell us where can we keep up with you? Where can we follow you? Yes, absolutely. I was going to say, you know, anybody have any more questions, they can just pop a line to me through Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Diva Nikenji, as well as Twitter. And then I'm also Nikenji's Music on Facebook. Oh, and also okay. NikenjiMusic.com. <laughs> as I, 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 
Okay, I, I, I didn't put the Facebook, I'm sorry, whoops. No, no worries, no worries, no worries. There is the link on your website because that's where you, that you can see your Facebook on there. So if you go to the website, you can see it there. Absolutely, absolutely. We're in the middle of um, creating a new website and uh, so that should be live in the next couple of months and uh, okay. lots of new information to share. So I'm excited and please, you know, anyone who wants to, Keep up and uh, keep in touch. I am available on all platforms. I love that. How wonderful. Well, listen, for those of you watching, if you want to continue to keep up with me and see all of my exciting episodes of the, this digital talk show live with Rye and to see my special guest, my live in-person show live with Rye and Friends on Broadway, which this coming week, uh, when you're watching this, the special guest will be Robbie Roselle. I've had a great few weeks since starting it. You can follow me at rye underscore Myers on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm also official rye Myers on Facebook. And once again, please feel free to go to ryethenewsguy.com slash donate or go to the Venmo at the bottom of the screen as well uh, and leave a donation. Also, let me know what you want to see. I love hearing from you and want to know what kind of content you are enjoying seeing. So... Nikenji, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this. I'm really uh, so honored to have talked with you and learned so much. You've given so much great wisdom, so much good advice for people um, that I think that they can really walk away with. And I'm really excited to see you in Carolina Change. Well, thank you so much for having me and I'm looking forward to seeing Hi, friend. It's Rye Myers, your Broadway and entertainment BFF. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Live with Rye, the podcast. I hope you got value out of it. Hey, do me a big favor. Download this episode and make sure you subscribe to this podcast and also leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The more five-star ratings and review that I have, the better this podcast does. So I need your help and support. So make sure you leave that five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast. And hey, if you want to watch this episode or all my other podcast episodes in video form, you can click the link in the show notes to go to my YouTube channel where you can see all of these episodes in video form. It's really, really cool. So make sure you head over there to watch this in full video form as well. Well, thank you so much for watching and I will see you next Thursday for another episode of Live with Rye the Podcast. Make sure you keep it locked here for all episodes of Live with Rye the Podcast. Thanks so much and have a great night.